Public Radio's LossesTAVShow.com's game. You're listening to The Starting Block. Hey, welcome to The Starting Block for another week. You got myself green on. I'm joined by a man who's probably only going to put about 50% of effort into this particular show because he's busy watching the cricket. Okay, Captain Dame, how are we, sir? Very good, Greeno. Good evening to you, boys, girls, listenership, blockheads, millions around the world, fuckwits, assholes. How are you going out there? Very good. Good to hear. Good to see you. Good to be back. Um, yep, cricket's back, Greeno. I didn't even realise there was a cricket match going on until the end of the first day's play when I yeah. heard it mentioned it like on some radio show or something. It's like, oh, by mm. the way, cricket. I was like, cricket? Oh, fuck, cricket. are we playing test cricket, are we? Oh, sorry. <laughs> And then I figured it out, you know, why no one gives a fuck. One, it's in Perth and mm-hmm. we all live on the East Coast and have kind of an East Coast supremacy. So we really don't care what happens on the other side of the desert, you know. But and generally we love the Perth test because it means we can watch it at night. That's right. But it's not, it's not never, uh, it's never normally the first one. The first one is no, the Gabba. Gabba. Yeah. Correct. And which is on the East Coast, of course. And the mm-hmm. other reason is we're playing West Indies and um, it's not what? the 1980s anymore. I like... I like seeing the West Indies tour here because it's nostalgic for me because I think of all the great West Indian players we Carl saw. Carl Hooper. Carl Hooper, Brian Larash, yeah. Chander Paul, Kurtley Ambrose, Courtney Walsh, Phil Simmons. I mean, there was a lot of them, Greeno, a lot of stars back then. And, you know, I'll Jimmy look at Adams. Jimmy Adams, of course, Jimmy Adams. Uh, Richie Richardson, Greeno. Oh, I had to forget Richie with his floppy hat. With the floppy hat. So, you know, these are the players that, uh, you and I watched when we were growing up. And with the Windies, they weren't, they were on the downhill run at that point, but they were still very competitive. And on their day, they could really beat you, you know? Yeah. Uh, we watched Brian Lara score how many fucking tons against us, you know? Oh, just incessantly. Yeah. yeah. So he loved scoring runs against the Australians. Yeah. So they were always a chance to beat you. This West Indian team, not so much, Greeno. Not so much. Surprisingly, ever uh, came into this in this series in, in pretty good form. Uh, their last. Five test matches, they'd either won or drawn. They hadn't lost any of their last five. Who have they played against? Uh, I think they played England and they mm. played maybe New Zealand. Okay. Yeah, I think they played New Zealand as well. So, um, right, yeah, not, not, not bad. Even, yeah, not bad. Not bad. They're, they're playing all right. And look, all things considered, this this pitch is a bit of a road. Yep. Not surprisingly, like Australia just puts up very uncompetitive pitches. Not like, not Raul Pindi uh, non competitive. Have you, right. seen, you seen the score in that match? Uh, no, I didn't. But before you go on to that, um, I, I don't know if they are non-competitive. I think Australian pitchers, and they've been trending this way for a long time. I don't particularly like it either. But mm. when you do have Cummins, Hazelwood, and Stark in your team, you can afford to take a little bit of juice out of it because if they're quickest bowler, if Joseph is their quickest at 142, but outside of him, no one's getting above 130 most of the time. Yeah, it's, it's pedestrian. Yeah. So, and then it becomes a case of, well, we can take care of Joseph. You can take a little bit of juice out of the pitch and then the rest of their bowlers become fucking, you know, uh, slow left armors, slow right armors, yeah. greener. So, you know what I mean? But at the same time, it's not, it's not the wacker we grew up with, is it? Oh, no, this isn't the wacker anyway. This is now Opta Stadium. Exactly. The, you know? the very uh, terrible and corporate and, and embarrassing uh, new stadium. But again, don't get me wrong, it looks lovely. They've got a nice little bridge that goes over a river and it looks all pretty, but it, it's taken away all the fun uh, and enjoyment of what used to be a wacker pitch, mm. which was like fast, pacey. Brutal. Like, how, how quick can we bowl on this bastard? Like, yep. 
this is the this, that was the pitch that we thought Brett Lee was going to get 165 kilometers an hour on. That's like, right. It's dangerous. Yeah. And, but if you get in as a batsman, it's also one of the most rewarding places too because it comes it onto the true. bat. Yep. Bounce, yeah. Bounces true. Comes onto the bat, and when they bowl quick, all you need to do is you know stick your bat behind it and probably go for four half the time. So. Yeah, but it's not. It's it's a different ground now, isn't it? It's like no, it is. It's, yeah. it's just generic MCG type yeah. uh, ground that just happens to be in a warm environment. Yeah, yeah. You have to discount all statistical trends at this point. Like you know, when people say, "Oh, it's his best uh, innings at Perth," and it's like, "Well, does is it's not the same Perth though." Different Perth, yeah, it's exactly. Different, different deck. Like, so what's the difference? You know? Yeah, like Lyon was bowling in like the twelfth over yesterday. Yeah. Like. That never would have happened in Perth no. ever. No. Um, oh, Warney probably would have. Warney did take the ball pretty early, I think, in that uh, game yeah. against England in that famous Ashes greener. Yeah, but that's that's different. That's yeah, that's Ashes. Warney. Warney. Yeah. yeah, different. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no. Uh, going back to that uh, England Pakistan match, mm. I don't know if you saw the score. No. England England in day one put on over five hundred runs with day the bat. One. Yeah, right. In one 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 day's uh, bat, and I'm like, that's fucking unbelievable. That's it, so impressive. Where was this played? Rawalpindi. Okay. And I'm like, well, hang on, like, let's have a look at the last time Australia played there. Four wickets fell in the entire test, I think, in Rawalpindi. Oh right, okay. So the thing is, literally, it, it is a freeway. Okay. Um, it's a concrete. But, it's a concrete indoor cricket pitch. It just exactly, it, but it did it has no life, and it's always true, and it just always goes right where it's supposed yeah. to go. Spot on. You yeah. might as well play indoor cricket yeah. at this point <laughs> over there in Rawal, India. How that is still a test venue is beyond me. Yeah. Um, but the, then what actually did make it more impressive was the fact that firstly that was a world record most uh, test runs scored in a day. Well, secondly, they only did it in seventy five overs because of all the time chasing boundaries. Wow. So they in the ninety overs that England batted, they scored six hundred. So Pakistan also got hit for a low over rate because they were constantly chasing the ball into the fence. Fucking oath, yeah. The cruel, captain's gonna have to <laughs> captain's gonna have to miss miss the next test because of slow over rates. Uh, safe to say we're fourteen minutes in, we've completely alienated our American listenership because we've been talking cricket. Yep. So let's get to let's get to our, our bare bones, let's get to what we do best. Let's do I'm still of the trying week. to figure that out, mate. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we're getting there. Yeah. Now, muted word of the week. This week, okay. muted word of the week is a combination of two things, either Spotify Rats or Spotify Festival. Nice, Gary! Now, I kind of so, know what the rapt is, but purely because the Lady Boogs during the week mentioned something yeah. about um, there's this Spotify thing going around where it, yeah. it gives you, like, your year top five or something. Is that right? Yeah. So it'll tell you, firstly, it'll give you your stats. It gives you, it gives you a bit of a, hit a stat man for us. Uh, yeah, I probably can. I'm a stat man. So Spotify puts together all your stats for you. So it tells you how many hours you've been listening for, mm. uh, you know, who was, what were your top five listen to songs, your top five listen to podcasts, and your top five listen to artists. Right. Puts it all together, and then people feel the need Post to share it. that on social media and comment about what they listen well, to. Well, to, and to be fair to the idiots out there, Greeno, this is really just the next evolution of taking pictures of you. Remember then when that was the thing around the 2010s, hey, taking around the twenty early 2010s, mid-2010s, the whole thing was not just taking yeah. pictures of your food, but like you go to a restaurant and take a picture of your meal. Of someone, some food someone else caught. Yes. I just ordered this. Here's yeah. a picture. I think Fuck it's a little different if you're making something because clearly you're kind of showing like what you're doing and how it looks and that kind of thing. So that's yeah, different. I, I, I DM you boys yeah. and kind of go, like, hey, I just fucking whip this up. It looks all right. Yeah. Like I'm impressed. Bit of a shout out to, to myself going, yeah. fucking – 
boys fucking wrap me up. But, um, but, but when you go to a place and you take a picture of the food they're serving you, that's you going, yeah. look how good I am. Look at what I'm yeah. getting. Fuck you. You know, like, yeah, a bit of that. So, it's also, it's also kind of like taking someone else's credit going, yeah. have a look at what someone else did. If you take a photo of your food in a restaurant, you should probably be required by social contract picture to of the chef. call the chef over, Greeno. Uh, have him pose next the to chef, the plate. Like, yeah. You can be in the picture. It's fine. You, the chef, and the plate of bolognese. That's right. Someone can, else, the click, waiter click, can click. take it for you. Hashtag, yeah. hashtag you know, Chef Jimmy. Chef uh, Jim. Yeah. Everyone's a winner. Chef Jim, uh, Chef Jim down yeah, at the Italian job down yeah. there in the CBD. He Smashing does, it out. Whips up a great ravioli. Here's the ravioli. Yep. And if you look to the right, there's Jim waving there's in the Jim. background. Exactly. Yeah, I so think that's fair. Know, nice, Gary. We just sold it. We sold it. You know nothing about uh, cooking. I know nothing about social media. Between us, we mixed it. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, middle of the Spotify rap. Now, uh, key takeaway and why I had to mute it very quickly mm. is everyone was posting this fucker. Number one was always Taylor Swift. Oh, no matter right. what. Okay. Every time, Taylor Swift, Taylor Swift, Taylor Swift. Ah, I'm a fucking Swifty. Fuck off. But I don't Taylor, need to hear about it. But Taylor Swift only Taylor Swift only gained momentum like in the last month of the year. And I'm not sure. I, I just tend to think that when it happens like that, it's bullshit. Like it's a fabricated explosion, you know. It's, ah. It gets to the point where like if you can, if you report high numbers, that in of itself becomes a motivation to grow numbers, right? Because if yeah. if someone hears something like 20 million people have already downloaded Taylor Swift's album, the average idiot out there, Greeno, the average fucking, on it. the average drooler <laughs> out there, that's yeah. right, would be like, well, 20 million already, yeah, I can't be left behind. That's not fair. I need to be in yeah. on this. Taylor Swift, I love Taylor, you know? Yeah. And off they go. And then you, that's when you create the actual groundswell. So, you know, that was only like the last month, and I'm kind of with you on that. You know, Taylor, so I haven't muted her yet, but I'm very close to doing so oh, because it's just, yeah. it's just relentless, and it's there's clearly no, bullshit. Of use when anyone tweets about Taylor Swift, it reminds me of the Meghan Markle situation. Yeah, Greeno. it's in the Markle realm, isn't it? It is, and all we need now is for Taylor Swift to announce that she's going to do a podcast, and she'll do two of them and get millions of dollars for that. Yeah, and uh, you know, and then. She'll she'll have come full circle, I think. So yeah, yeah. There we go. But you you wouldn't use Spotify, would you? Because you have to. Pay I do. Do you? No, really? no, no, no. I do. I use the free version, obviously. Oh, okay. Well, what's uh, your top five then? Well, here's the fun. Here's the fun fact, right? So <laughs> after muting that, I'm like, oh, I should really find out what the hell mine was. Mm. Now, a bit of backstory. Okay. When I put on Spotify, I like stories about pinatas. I assume people look up individual artists, right? And they just find an artist and they go play this artist. I don't do that. I like I like kind of predetermined Mood genre playlists. Yes. Yeah. So I'll I'll sit there and go, you know, like I'm in the mood for some kind of like punk or 90s rock, and I'll just whack whatever that playlist is, yes. whack that on. Yeah. And just have it on in the background or do it while I'm doing the workout, whatever. Mm-hmm. So I don't actually know what songs are up there. It just fits into a particular genre. So my number one song ended up somehow being Alien Ant Farm, Smooth Criminal. Yeah, okay. I can see because that. Because that just happened to be in a bunch of different playlists to listen to. Yep. However, I was very proud and I was like, well, I can't dispute this one. Was Papa like, Roach, did Papa Roach make its way in there? There was no Papa Roach, no. It didn't squeeze in. But number one, but I shit you not, yeah. was Richard Cheese was my most nice. listened to artist. And okay. it's... And it even gave a little stat man for me to yeah, say, you, I'm a stat man. 
Said worldwide, you're in the top two percent of listeners of Richard Cheese. Wow! So there's one other guy then who one listens other to guy, it more and I was top two. Well, then technically, I would I potentially would have been in the bottom fifty. Yeah. So I'm in the top two percent. There's at least a hundred. Yeah. And I may be second. Yeah, but there's one guy ahead of you who's just ahead of me. Yeah. Who's just smashing out cheese. He's smashing uh, out cheese and then like putting lipstick on and you know doing yeah. all sorts of weird shit at night that you don't want to talk yeah. about. You know. And so the rest of the time he's listening to Richard Cheese. Richard Cheese. Stay so top that's of where, the charts. That's where Marlon stood. And this year I didn't dispute it because last year, remember I questioned it because I'm like, yeah. I can say 28 Days was number one. That, that mm. makes no sense. But then I realized I didn't even listen to nothing but genre music. So yes. uh, this year I did go through like a month where I, I made the kids listen to Richard Cheese while we were listening to uh, eating dinner. Fantastic. So <laughs> it makes sense that that was my number one listen to. Said so you said uh, yeah. kids cheese is food and food is dinner related. Therefore, we listen yeah. to Richard Cheese. Everyone's in a listen to Buddy Gouda. Ah, yeah. uh, it, it's all good there. So that's middle word of the week. Now we're going to be housekeeping to do demo. Okay, housekeeping. Do we like housekeeping? Is that a favorite yeah. of the show? Or? Uh, we we do enjoy it. Because uh, Steph got in touch because we were talking we MXPX last year, yeah. uh, last week. Sorry, mm. and uh, apparently we, could, we we stumbled across a particular song. Steph yeah. all over it. What was the song? Huh? It was uh, Chick Magnet. Chick Magnet. As soon as he said Chick Magnet, because it was uh, in a text group, and he was like, oh, no, the, the song you're thinking of is Chick Magnet. And I was like, fucking, of course it is. As soon as he said that, I remember how it goes. And it, Chick Magnet, yeah, you know, like. So, of course, that was their big song. So nice, Gary, nice. to uh, Steph. Nice, Gary, Steph. Yeah. Nice to get in touch. Uh, he doesn't listen live anymore. Always seems to miss the show. Well, uh, it's, no... it's the daylight savings thing. So always <sighs> for a few months you'll lose the states because it's it's an hour too long to stay up to listen to this shit, trust me. You know, no, 100%. So... Is it... But admittedly, fair, fair call. He did listen back to the podcast. He Otherwise, he wouldn't have known. So right. we'll give him a fucking nice Gary yeah, for that. Nice Gary for that. Nice Gary. He becomes. He drops out of. He drops out of his position as listener number four because he's no longer listening. But he becomes podcast downloader number seven. So number that's, seven. That's a good exactly. deal. Yeah. Everyone's a winner. Yeah. Now, a bit more housekeeping, Damo. Last week we missed National Goat Day. How? We did unfortunately. I don't know yeah. which. I don't even know which nation it was. It must have been the states because they do some funny things over there. Uh, mm-hmm. Here you go. Uh, dog walking for the dog walking forecast, but they've got the dog crossed out. Uh, meet Sweetie and Bo walk by Mitch Greeno. Uh, National Goat Day. There you have it. <laughs> Yesterday yeah. was National Goat Day, so we'll turn over the walking forecast to Sweetie and Bo. They look pretty content. Lots of sunshine after some early morning clouds with temperatures still running about three to five degrees above normal. There you go. Nice, On Goat Day, Greeno. <laughs> Well done. Yeah, I know. Uh, it's, I know the easy thing to to say at, at these kinds of situations is, well, oh, these days there's a day for everything. But you know what? I'm happy to keep Goat Day if we get rid of some of the other ones. We can get rid of some of the others if as long as we get to keep Goat Day. Yeah, I'm happy for Goat Day. Imagine, you know, uh, Tom Brady will be there, Greeno. Um, who else will be there? Fernando Alonso will be there on Goat Day, obviously. You know, Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods will be there on Goat Day, which means there's going to be a lot of cocktail waitresses hanging around. Hundred percent tail everywhere. Yeah. Uh, MJ, MJ trim. will be there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, plenty Lots of trim. Of trim. Yeah. Yeah, for that. Yeah. <laughs> Go day. Go. Now, a uh, quick, quick story from off the back of okay. Go Day. I like stories about pinatas. Did you buy a goat? 
No, I did not buy a goat. Uh, what I have been doing, though, in the last couple of weeks, now I, I've got a morbid fear of magpies. So during the spring season, uh, I refuse to leave my home, walking, riding, anything. So, <laughs> so I refuse to leave my home. Now, once the magpie swooping season is done, when it's is time this- I always I can't think of when the magpie swooping season is. Where I thought it was spring. spring. Okay, it is. Yeah, so September, uh, September through to kind of like October. Okay. So yeah, you're in the clear me, now, though. You're I'm clear now, November. So it gave me the chance to get back out on, on the on the bike, get a bit of get a bit of exercise, get a bit of cardio in on on the bike. And what has historically happened with the bike is I had my son on the back, right? So I had a little mm. chair kind of installed on the back of the push bike. Yeah. It'd be an activity like father son. We'd ride around the suburb for a bit, yep. and you know it, we'd all have a good time. Yep. Now he's now getting too big for that thing, and there's too many hills in my suburb. Right. So having like a twenty kilo kid on the back of my bike going up a hill, yep. fucking dangerous and just too hard on the glutes. So yeah. and you do uh, live in like a nineteen eighty San Francisco cop movie. You know when the cars go flying over the hills, flying and over the hills. The- Hundred percent. Everything is ninety degree axis. Exactly. Uh, I need a compass to get around this suburb. So, uh, so took the took the carrier off the back, and and it's just so that means Greeno gets to roam. And mm. I haven't had a chance to do that since moving into the suburb. So I've just been riding around the suburb, exploring different areas. Do what I want. Any old time, you can take your bike down to the train station, Greeno, and hang out with the kids down there. The kids, I could. I can go hang out with the shoppies. Yeah, uh, I could, go and get a, could go and get a milkshake from the corner store. That'd be good. Nice. That could go get a, a slushie from the 7 Eleven. Slushies, mate. Yes. Uh, but they're so coming. hard to ride home with, aren't they? The slushies. Yeah, fair. Well, you got to smash it down first and then yeah. ride back. Yeah. Um, or at least get it yeah. half so you can grab the top of it and kind of clench it uh, like a brown paper Ooh, bag, you know? Yeah, or uh, substitute, I could put it because I do have a, a water holder in my thing. Whack the slushy in the in the drinks the holder bike, under the, the bike. Drink holder. There you go. Fucking talking now. That's a good nice idea. You know nothing about cycling. I know nothing about liquids. Between us, we solved it. Solved. Um, so I've been exploring the suburb randomly the other day. I'm going past like a suburban backyard. Like there's farmland around in my yeah, area, there is. but but this was not farmland. This was a suburban backyard. I'm going past, and I had to I had to do a quick backtrack. So I'm like, hey, did I just see what I thought I saw? Forty llamas in someone's backyard. Forty llamas. You counted? Forty llamas. I sat there and counted the pricks because I'm like, there seems like a lot of llamas here. I better count them for you know. So for, wait, so so little... someone in your neighbourhood has a backyard llama farm going on. Hundred percent. Now, it, was it at that running. moment? Was it at that moment, Greeno, where you contemplated maybe I am living in the most redneck part of Australia right now? I'm getting so, there. Yeah. Someone has a llama farm in their backyard. Imagine it was just imagine going out for a coffee on the back patio in the morning, seeing a fucking llama's head sticking over Body. the fence, looking at yeah. you. <laughs> 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 yeah. So, so on the back of Goat Day, I thought I had to do a quick llama story. If I can do a quick a quick more story time. Yeah, I like stories more. about pinatas. We've talked about did we talked about on the show about my like part-time working for the last few weeks. I think we talked about that at story time. Another job? You got another job? No, another job. Basically I just kinda like Oh uh, yeah, you're down to four a week. Yeah. Down to four a week and had like six weeks, six weeks of four days a week and a couple of other holidays. Yeah. Now oh, so you are going back to five days eventually though. Yeah, 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 yeah. Once uh, yeah, I think I go back in like two weeks. 
there was okay. A- so this was your option though, rather than take like two weeks or three weeks off in one hit, just give me one day leave. a week. Just yeah. give me give me Fridays off for two months and everyone's a winner. Like now it. now I didn't realize I have this thing called the annual leave curse. Okay. <laughs> which basically means anytime I either have a public holiday or I book a leave day. Something fucks up. Something, something goes wrong. Fu- something fucks up. Yes, so that's true. Uh, that's true. And I don't. Need, I don't know the story you're going to tell, but as soon as you've said that, I can. Th- I can remember all the other stories you've told yeah. about when you've you've gone on annual leave, and it's like, of course, you know, the mm-hmm. kid was fucking sick and had to go to hospital yeah. or something, or of course, you know, uh, the the employment situation changed, or of course, there's always some reason that fucks up your holidays. It's fucks true. up my holiday. Never have a good time, which is why I've got six hundred hours of annual leave up my sleeve because I figure there's no point taking it because something bad's going to happen. That's right. So. <laughs> So week one got off to a bad start. So uh, I've been doing this about six weeks now. Week one got off to a bad start because I was sick before I even started, but I had four days off plan. So here's me calling in sick literally two days before my leave starts, legitimately sick. So I spent my first whole week of leave uh, sick myself. Oh, mate. And 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 it's it's the kind of sick you don't get credit for because it's happened two days before you go on leave. Yeah. Uh, everyone at the office is going to go look at this fucking piece of shit before yeah. he goes on holiday. So they're not going to be jumping in to help you with your stuff no. that comes in over the next couple of days. They're going to go, no, fuck him. Leave it for him. Fuck him. When he comes also, didn't, also didn't help that I happen to be really sick on Melbourne Cup Day, so no. it's a bit shady. Not going to the office for Melbourne Cup Day either. No, sorry about no, that. None of that. Yeah. So had to, got myself a PCR to prove that I was legitimately sick mm-hmm. and then fucking sent that bad boy in yep. to make sure everyone knew I wasn't faking. You had so to prove that you were sick. No, now, I see, this is the, no, 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 I didn't. No, I didn't. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't have to prove. It. Yeah. Just uh, in in the back of my mind, I'm like, people think I'm making this shit up. Yeah. Fuck them. I'm gonna go get tested. Look how quickly. Look how quickly society can just turn into a rabid uh, mob that runs directly back in the direction from whence they came in the first place. Greener, like you know, twelve months ago. You had to go jump through all sorts of loops to prove that you were healthy, and now we're right back to having to prove that you're sick again. And because yeah. they, nobody believes it, because everyone's been like, no, nope, can't come in. COVID, <laughs> COVID. Everyone's you been... can't come in, take a week off. Yep. Now it's like, ah, oh, I better go get tested to prove that I'm not ill. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so that was week one. Week two, uh, I was actually okay for. However, uh, my my fun plans were limited because I was meant to have a golf day with the boys, meant to have beers. Mm. But turns out my daughter had a, uh, a birthday party to go to that night, which meant daddy my couldn't beers. go out drinking because I had to be back to do that. So my my fun day got cut in half, which is fine. That's no drama. No, That's I mean, and if you can't sink beers when you're playing golf, I will say this in all honesty, there is no point to playing golf. <laughs> well, That's I still went out, so I didn't miss out on the day. No, 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 no. Everyone Wait, knows for, the truth. Yeah. For us, for us who hit them around, you know, kind of 20 or 30 over par or thereabouts on average, yeah. Uh, if there's no beer at the golf course, then there should be no you at the golf course yeah. either. And go to one that actually serves beer. Go to the one yeah. that we played every now and then, Greeno. I won't say the exact name of it, but out west, you know, out the west, climbing. west. No, 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 further west than that. Like, I mean, past Penrith. We played there a few times. And um, like near the tip, you know, what I'm talking about, like in the wooded yeah, yeah, area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And where they actually have the girl come around on the golf cart with the cold fucking uh, beers in the back of the golf cart, Greeno, that sell was, them to you on the, the course. That's no, right. On the course. That's it. it's supposed to be. Uh, uh, where I believe your your brother-in-law 
uh, was a big fan of that particular golf ball solely for that reason yes. and would be munted by like whole nine. Yeah, oh, well before. Be drinking on the yeah. way there. <laughs> drinking on the way there. Never yeah. am. Yeah. <laughs> Pissed off in the first tee. Yeah, I like absolutely. it. So that was that was week two. Week three, my son caught the flu, hmm. so that ruined uh, that day off. Yeah. Then week week four, uh, my daughter caught the flu. My son had, so that ruined that day. Hmm. Now at this point, I've got two more weeks of holidays left, of yes. four days left, and I've piggybacked to put a long weekend on this coming Monday to make up for the fucking sickness. Wait, is Monday a long weekend? Or well, it is for me. So. Uh... <laughs> Took another day off. Okay. So I'm like, this way I'm making up for the fact that two of my days have been ruined. Well, three of my three of my four days have already been ruined. God, you're I'm such like, an accountant, man. You fucking really are like uh, so minus two days, I need to add two days, then plus day. that one. Yeah. They took half a day off me, and so I yeah. need to earn that now back. Now I need somehow. to add this one back. Spot on. <laughs> so I'm like, look, the kids have got have already had the flus and colds. Yeah. So they're good for the next month, right? Yes. They've got immunity to those things. We are fucking sweet. Yeah. Greeno's loading up annual leave days now to make up for the fucked up ones. Locked in. I've got plans. Locked in. I've got today off. Yeah. I've got Monday off. I got next Friday off. We are fucking home. This We're is great. Doing shit. We're doing stuff. We're having a good time. Man. I'm gonna get fucking I'm gonna play some golf. I'll, I'll get out. I'm gonna enjoy the sun. Go to the beach. Yeah. Have get some sun on you. Yeah. Get, get out of the office. I love steak. It's gonna be amazing. It's yes. gonna be so good. Barbecues, then, beers, babes on yeah. the beach. Fucking, you're living the dream, my man. Everyone's winning, right? Then I get a little ding on my phone yesterday, and I'm like, what the fuck is this? Absolutely. It was messy. was it one of those moments where you could feel it coming well before yeah. you looked down at the phone. You knew what yeah. it was going to be. Yeah. Yeah, we talked about it. I think it was the last week's show where I said when someone calls me, I know someone's dead. Yes. Like, don't call me. Yes. It was one of those kind of situations where I'm, oh, this boy. is not going to be a good ding on a Wednesday mm. or Thursday. Sorry, yesterday. Uh, so it goes ding and it looks a little message from daycare. Okay. Now uh, the <laughs> message is we have had. A fucking Outbreak. shit ton of COVID in our facility no, for, for the last week. We recommend, if you can, do not send your kids so we can get on control in control of this outbreak. Wait, wait. So, so like, whoa, 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 whoa. Hang stuff. on, hang on, hang on. We need to interrupt the story. I like stories yeah. about pinatas. If I just heard this correctly, and correct me if I'm wrong, Greeno, that mm-hmm. the daycare center is now begging for you not to send your kids because of the outbreak that they were apparently already aware of for a number of days and then just yeah. waited until it got out of control until they yeah. said something. Is that correct? Yeah. Oh, that well, is correct. Nice no, so, Fantastic work. Straight <laughs> away, I, I, my mind has gone into two prongs, right? Yeah. Firstly, it's gone, well, there goes the three days of annual leave I've now booked in the next week. Yeah, that's, that's now fucked up. You're on COVID but two, it's also, hang on, you, you're telling me your facility is so unsafe that I probably shouldn't send my kid. Am I still going to have to pay for them to go on those days? <laughs> so I send that message. And I'm like, well, if we, if we keep our kids home, as you've requested. Where's my money back guarantee, well, bitch? Well, are we still going to get charged full fee? And the reply, I was fucking ready to kick my phone. Oh, because come the reply on, was, come on. Oh, we are just making you aware of all the cases. If you wish to still send your child, 
you well, you're allowed to do so. I'm like, but you just fucking told me that there's fucking so much Rona out there yeah. inside your facility. It's like a cesspool. I might as well send my son into a death pit. Yeah. Uh no, no, no. I, I guess I'll just fork out more hundreds of dollars because you guys can't keep your fucking facility safe. Yeah. Um, I get not particularly the facility's fault. It's more the dickhead parents who are sending their kids sick. Don't mm. fucking do it. Like, here's a bit of advice. Like, we need a segment here called, you know, Greeno's Advice Line or something. Okay. Where people Don't call be... in with their problems, their life problems, and you deal with them. Yeah. But, like, okay, here, we can do that. First bit of oh, advice yeah. dished out, though. Yeah. If you've got a sick kid, don't be a fuckwit and send them to the daycare and ruin everyone else's life. People don't care about anyone else, though. It's of a silly thing to it. silly thing to ask society, Greeno. No one yeah, cares fuck. about your problems. It's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. So now I've got my son home for the next two weeks uh, because apparently his daycare is a germ pit, which we already knew was a germ pit, but now it's a dangerous germ pit. Mm. But to the point where they're like, there's too much rona in here. Don't send your kids if you don't have to. But if you do, which the irony is, the people that do need to send them are kind of like, Obviously, people that need to go to work, i.e. nurses, doctors, who, you know, if they bring the COVID home, I'm sure that's going to work out fine. Um, So that uh, that sums up my annual leave curse, sir. Yeah, well, nice, Gary. Nice story. I like stories about pinatas. And again, it just goes to show you the ridiculousness of it, that we're now at the situation where... um, you know, again, people were green oak, people were being threatened with their livelihoods. People were getting mm-hmm. fined and arrested just for being outside two years ago. It was it was, it was police, reminiscent of some, outside certain apartment buildings. Yes. And it was army, wasn't it, at one point? Yeah, outside kicking, certain yeah, apartment kicking. buildings in Melbourne. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, it was very it was all very serious. And we're now at this situation where um you know, I don't think anyone could have predicted this, where, you know, like a very it's it's casual to the point of, oh, look, everyone here has got COVID. So, look, if you decide after you've booked your kid in that you're not going to bring them because of the COVID, well, we're still going to charge you because it's your choice whether you bring it or not. And, I, mm. like, some of us were saying that from the get-go. Like, you should be open and it's your choice whether you bring them or not. All we had to do, apparently, was have two years of lockdowns and crushing laws and fines and throwing people in prison for walking their dogs and stuff. That's all we had to do to get to the point where everyone's like, oh, okay, well, look, we've got COVID here, so if you bring them down, it's your own fault, you know. So, I mean, Greeno's now, now out thousands of dollars because yeah. people are dickheads and send their kids to daycare sick. Yep, and you're missing out on your holiday days again, yet again. Again. Another curse. Absolutely, absolutely cursed. Yeah. Uh, so, good news now. I've got tickets to Elton John in January. Do you really? Yeah. So, so pumped for that. But already told the wife. What they cost you? We, uh, a bit. So <laughs> how much? A fair bit. <laughs> can I? All right. If I say a number, can you say higher or lower? And I'll just yeah, I'll yeah. just take one shot. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. Well, I'll it's say, two, two tickets. There's me and the wife going. So two tickets, but I, I I'm thinking the price of one ticket. Mm-hmm. Okay, three hundred. Higher. <laughs> Farewell to him. Farewell to him. Yeah, he's like the Rolling Stones, though. He's had half a dozen not, farewell tours. No, no, tours. no, no, no. Elton's been fucking. He, he's never. He's like, I'm. I'm sticking around forever. This time, he's like, yeah, it'll probably be my last time to check uh, out. Yep. Touch, yeah, but with that said, like, I also have a uh, big ticket purchase curse. Okay. So anytime I spend more than three hundred dollars on on a ticket, hmm. so, someone something fucks up. 
So we, me and you were meant to go to Seinfeld. Uh, when was that? 2018, maybe? Yeah. I was incredibly ill. Um, you were incredibly ill. And then Ill. You were violently ill, but I caught what you had, but it, it kid me a week after. Mm-hmm. So you were kind of on the back end, but you hauled your ass there. Well, it was pretty rough, mate. You were, <laughs> you were pretty rough, pretty but rough. I was ridden and me and the wife missed Seinfeld. Yeah. Uh, same thing happened for a couple of other concerts where – you know, spent hundreds and hundreds of dollars and then got so ill, could not attend. So have a bad curse. So what we're doing now uh, with that is we're going into COVID-style lockdown two yep. weeks before yep. in, inside my house, mm. refusing to leave. No one's allowed in. No one's allowed out. Jeez. And the only time we're leaving the house is Elton Day. Elton Day. <laughs> Elton Day. <laughs> Do you like your novelty comedy songs organic? Handmade with painstaking care, put into every note. Well, look no further than Irrational Times. Using only the finest instruments to create an experience that your ears will thank you for later. Irrational Times attempts to elevate the whimsy to a desirable level. New songs and sketches every week, so check it out. sport content it's the starting block on tavshow.com yes welcome back to the block ladies and gentlemen boys and girls don't forget follow us on twitter uh now known as a nazi sympathizing hellhole apparently um i was interested to note earlier greeno um of course you would have witnessed a little bit of what was going on today with kanye west on twitter and all the hoopla and chutzpah and whatnot surrounding it no, and, Kanye, um, Kanye and Elon both muted. Ah, okay, fantastic. Well, hmm. let me just fill you in briefly. So he was removed off the platform uh, today for apparently loving Nazis too much, Greeno. Okay. Um, you know, he said, I love Nazis, I love Jews, I love Nazis, and all that kind of stuff. And he's like, Hitler was a good guy. 
So he tweeted this some picture true. out. Yeah, he tweeted some picture out and Twitter removed him. And I was reading all the, well, flicking past more or less, um, the corporate media articles talking about how Kanye was removed for any Semitic behavior. But then I also rem- remembered, you know, 24 hours ago, maybe less, when all of the media were in concert saying that Twitter has now become a safe haven for Nazis. So it's kind of like, which one nice, is it? Gary. Because if it's a safe haven for Nazis, why would he have been removed for loving Nazis too much? It doesn't make yeah. much sense, does it? No. Uh, yeah, so anyway, I'm apparently... That's right. So apparently Twitter is a now a Nazi sympathising hellhole where they ban the most famous Nazi sympathiser. There, there you go. And you can follow us there at the starting block when we drop the K at the end. Mm. Uh, <laughs> well, the other thing, uh, uh, Yeezy also uh, did today because I, I don't follow any of the Nazi. Taking it easy. Uh, what, what he uh, also alleged was that uh, uh, another basketball player was allegedly Chris smashing Ball his ex-wife. Chris Paul was fucking his wife, apparently. There you go. Yeah. yeah Chris Paul, who briefly uh, played with the Houston Rockets, good player, really good player. Very good player. Never yeah, won I mean, a ring though, did he? No, he can't win the title. Yeah, um, he's always been he's he's always been a guy who's been at the second best team. You know, when he was at the Clippers, they were the second best kind of thing. You know. Yeah, but oh, that said, like the Suns, the year they lost, they probably should have won, um, but didn't. So yep. been there or thereabouts. Yeah. But apparently, smashing Kim K. Look, uh, surely she's been through so many sports stars. Like, yeah. has she? I thought she's been with more rappers than sports stars. Combination. I think if you did a tally side by side, pretty close. How many do you think? Oh, I reckon there's 30 on each column. 30 on each. Each, yeah. Okay, so I, I don't know. I think I'd probably go more 30 total. Yeah, 30 total? 15 on 30. each. Yeah, but these are the ones that are reported. I reckon, That's you true. know, yeah. the under the radar ones, you're talking. Yeah. There's double. Like, once again, if, if the, the number in, in reality is always double mm. what is reported. So she she was kind of um, moral finger wagging during the week about her ex Kanye. Um, uh, and, you know, there was a, an issue with some apparently some pro pedophilic fucking uh, adver- uh, advertising that with one of the companies she's associated with and all this kind of stuff. And mm. she she came out and said, you know, well, we're going to do what's best and we're going to look at the situation and we'll remedy the situation and, you know, we're good people, blah, blah, blah. And one of the replies to that was, aren't you the person who released their own sex tape to get yeah. famous? Like, so what's this bullshit about? I don't want my kids. I don't want a bad influence for my kids kind of thing. Cause that's what she was moral finger wagging, you know, like, Oh, well, as a mother, let me tell you. And it's like, well, hang on as a mother, any, you know, any one of your friends, uh, your children's friends can Google your name and see you sucking some guy's dick on the internet, you know? Yeah, so, I mean, as, you know, kind of both. As a mother, yeah. without that said procreation, that she isn't a mother. So, yeah. you know, full circle. Yeah. Akuna Matata. Akuna um, Matata. <laughs> Should we look at biggest story of the week while we're talking inane, pointless shit on the internet? What is the biggest story of the week, Greeno? This one day, mate. Mia, uh, Mia Favola says she's ready for summer. As a single woman in Sorrento, after string of high-profile relationships. Now, now is, is Mia Favola his ex or his sister or what? Daughter. Daughter. Yeah. So uh, for our American oh, listeners, uh, Mia Favola is the daughter of a former sports star. Uh, I had no idea who Mia Favola was. A great star. 
a great star though, mind you, Brendan Favola, a big character, and we've big played character. the we've also, played the famous drunken Favola uh, clip on the yeah, show many pissed, times. Pissed idiot, yes. uh, but yeah. a very very good football player, but and a very likable kind of jovial kind of you know what he's like. He's like the Max Walker of modern day AFL, Greeno. If you know what I mean, uh, he's like, oh, dingoes are drop kicks and all that kind of stuff, you know. He's yeah, a, but I think it's more all the, all the gear he's on. That's uh, fine my, by me. If you're on yeah. the gear and it makes you more entertaining, then I'm happy to be in your personage. Yeah. But I tell you what I'm not happy about, the fact that we have to read this in so-called news articles, that his daughter, Very after you know, getting amongst it, has said, look, I know I've been out there, mm. I've been around the block, but this time, ready for summer as a single woman. You know what? I don't know why you lot out there. in the fucking news, man. <laughs> I don't know why you lot out there criticise the Murdoch press as much as you do, because clearly you're you're not following what they actually do. They do at least three times as much inane celebrity gossip as they do anything political, you know. So they're really not that you know this big political juggernaut uh, juggernaut you think they are. They'd rather talk about Rebecca Judd than they would Anthony Albanese half the time. So, you know, and then this is just another fine example. So, another fine example. Now, are we copying? I, I'm going to put, I'm going to, I've got a controversial uh, thing for you here, Green. Okay. Okay. And I want you to come with me. I'm going to put it out there. I'm going to say that our wags are quickly, if, if, let's say someone created a TV show, you know, like the Housewives of LA or the Housewives of Sydney or Melbourne, right? Those shows, yep. So, what if they created, one which was for the wags and it'll be the wags of australia versus the wags of the uk versus the wags of the united states i'm going to put okay. it to you that our wags were once the tail enders in that uh the trio but they are now streets ahead in terms of drama and fucking constantly being in the news and all that kind of shit the australian wags are like right at the top of the ladder now they have become the the cream of the of the crop when it comes to celebrity okay, gossip like, content yeah, creators. Content creators, yeah, very very good point. Yeah, they they definitely be up there. They did yeah. uh, not quite number one with a bullet, but maybe top five with a bullet for sure. Now I'm wondering um, where do we put the D in now to the wags because this is not a wag. This is not a wife and a girlfriend. This is a daughter. A daughter, yeah. So we need to be. They need to be the wags or something. The wadges, yeah. Greener. The wadges. The, the wadge. Yeah. Love yeah, the wadge. Right. This, is, this is kind of, yeah, this is getting next level, isn't it? Yeah. We're now no talking about just the, the wives and girlfriends. We're now adding the kitties. The kids. This is almost puppies and babies, but she's obviously not a baby anymore because she's yeah. been, had they been getting dicked down for a couple of years by the looks of it. <laughs> well, she's, uh-huh. that's what she's saying. You know? That's what she's saying. She's ready for fun. Some, uh, honestly, it's been a really fun year. I've had me. fun I've, and now I'm ready to settle down. Kids. And my work and my study, it's one of the best experiences I've had. I'm feeling really happy and happy. Why is this in the fucking newspaper? Um, <laughs> this is something you put in like your end of year school journal where like you've been to school slightly. Yeah. And then you're like, you know, it's time for me to turn my life around. Like, I'm going to go to uni, I'm going to be a new person. And like, this is a summer for me. Yeah. I'm just going to take, take time for myself. The summer of Mia, Greener. Yeah. I'm going to take time for myself. I'm going to discover myself this summer. Um, and, and this will just all be about, uh, uh summer of me and, and just kind of really experiencing me just for me. Yep. And literally as soon as a cute guy walks past, I'm like fucking bathroom stall. Hello, look out. Boys. Uh, hello boys. So that's that. Now I thought that was probably the worst thing we could see in the news this week, but yeah. you, you, I think you maybe found this. I think you found this. 
Oh yeah, found, I found this. Yeah. We found next level yeah. of how. Why is this in the news? Now right. we know the Daily Mail is the lowest of low when it comes to news. No, but they're, but they're also so like they're also the pioneers of British tabloid trash. And if you Ooh. can appreciate British tabloid trash as the trash that it is, it's very, very enjoyable because they're so bitchy about everyone all the time. Yeah, it's a lot of hate. It's a lot of hate in those pages. And it's it's, it's playful hate, though. You know what I mean? It's kind of more like banter than it is hate, Yeah, to be fair. But, yes, they are the pioneers of the kind of trashy tabloid market in the UK, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, we were talking about the Kardashians, weren't we, just just before? Were, so it's yeah. a, yeah, wouldn't you know it, it's another associate of the Kardashians. Now, I thought this was particularly good. Kylie Jenner's BFF, Anastasia Stassi Karanakaleo-Greeno, celebrates her sister's engagement in Carbo. And so I, I just want to point right out. On, that's, that's right. So we're not actually talking about the, the, we're not talking, it's not a Kylie Jenner story, even though her name is in the headline. The least famous of the Jenners, would you say? I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. There's probably a few bastards running around out there that none of us have heard of yet. Oh, so. the, bloke, the bloke's probably the least famous in the family. Yeah, because he uh, probably chooses to be that way, which yeah, you should get a nice to... Gary for, I reckon. Nice Gary! <laughs> he's, got, he's got no ass. That's the problem. Yeah, look, I'm uh, not interested in the show, Mum. Just send me a check, would you? Yeah. Just give me the cash, mate. She's probably the next year. She'll probably be the next one on on the the tears, if you will. The tears. Uh, yeah. So she's got to find a way to get her her name out there a bit more. That's right. So she's gone with the the BFF. Well, it's but- either that or the person who has the internship at the Daily Mail celebrity uh, social media job, mm. Greeno, figures that they need to get Kylie Jenner's name into the article somehow. Yeah in order to generate clicks for themselves. And, I mean, it clearly worked. They got three likes and one retweet, and I sent this, what, on Tuesday? So, clearly, yeah. <laughs> it's going off its tits. This People other. are all over Kylie Jenner's BFF's uh, sisters. Right. They engagement. can't get enough. It's not even a BFF's engagement. It's a BFF sister's engagement. That's exactly like, the point. It's, so, kind of, it's the Kevin Bacon thing, isn't it? Exactly. So, it's yeah. not, so even though Kylie Jenner's name is mentioned in the headline, it's not about Kylie Jenner. Now, it mentions no. Kylie Jenner's BFF, a girl named Anastasia Karanakalau, also in the headline. Guess what? It's not about her either. Now, yeah. she's celebrating her sister's engagement in Cabo. Ironically, the story is about the one person whose name is not mentioned in the fucking headlock. No, not mentioned. <laughs> and, and once again, uh, also, sister's engagement. Engagement. There's a wedding. Yeah, it's there's not a, a wedding. party. No. It's not, someone proposed. We don't know if this wedding is ever going to happen. Yeah. Uh, so it's the best friend's sister. Sister got Engaged. Uh, engaged. There you go. Yeah. And uh, is, three, three likes and three one, likes. one retweet, Greeno. And probably uh, four too many there, to be, to be frank. Okay. Um, that's enough of that. Now, uh, I want to talk about this one. Now, we, we've talked about delayed cancellation before. This that's one right. made... Yeah. What was the most recent delayed cancellation we discussed, Greeno? Remember that people were offended by someone who'd been dead for 30 years? Um, yes. Yeah, there was a guy, there was a, there was a guy who like a country football stadium was named after him and he had a a particularly offensive name apparently. And he'd been dead for 50, he'd been dead for 50 or 60 years or something, died in World War II and everyone was upset about it. We need to change it. Coon cheese, Greeno. 
Chase, wasn't there some complaint about John Wayne movies from the 1930s as well? Yeah, probably. Um, if, you know, whatever it, it is. Yeah. Seems a bit sexist in that one. Mm. Uh, I saw this one today uh, where Jerry Jones, the, the owner of the Cowboys. Okay. A bit, a bit, a bit, of, a bit of hoo-ha. What the fuck was Jerry done? What's going on here? Yep. And apparently there's a bit of controversy about something that happened literally fucking 60 years ago. Okay, let's have a look. Now, who's this guy that we're watching here? So he apparently has the hot take, I'm guessing. He's got the hot take on this one. This is David Sampson, who used to be one of the owners or the general manager of the Miami Marlins. Okay. Uh, Now he's a talking head for for sports shows. Okay. All right. Let's have a look. This is the outrage that I have. Kevin Hart is not allowed to host the Oscars and has to pass on it because of things and jokes and things that he did when he was younger. Josh well, wait a minute, Hader. wait a minute. Though Kevin Hart wasn't a kid, David. Kevin Hart, uh, Kevin Hart wasn't a teenager when he made those jokes. I don't view a difference between a 19-year-old and a 32-year-old. <laughs> oh, I, I, okay. I'd say 13 years. Yeah. Uh, Going to be statistically accurate. He knows if you look at his face, he knows what he just said then is complete BS because every single person, and look, if you're younger than 32, you won't get it, right? But if you're like us and you're on the other side of 32, and you yeah. think of when I think of myself as a 19 year old, I cringe in embarrassment. Oh, you know what I mean? I and I think we, pretty much all of us do, you know. <laughs> Unless, you, unless you're like a 19-year-old fucking Formula One driver or something, and then you probably don't. You're probably fine. Uh, even right. then, they probably cringe at some TV interview or something they did mm. where they were embarrassed or something and everyone tweeted about it. You know, they'd probably have their yeah. own things too. So there's no difference between 19 and 32. Okay, so the thing that he did was he did it when he was 19 years old. Okay, mm. long before he – okay, all right. Um, I just, I'm not willing to give Josh Hader the benefit of the doubt that he was a kid. I'm not willing to give Jerry Jones the benefit of the doubt that he was curious and didn't know what it was because he was 14. Oh, he was 14. So the guy wasn't even 19. No, 14. 14. (laughs) It was a 14 year old who happened to stumble across, uh, we'll get to it eventually in the clip, uh, something that is now offensive. Mm. Uh, but as a 14 year old, one across, I was like, 14. he's not even a fucking legal person, but let's cancel him. Okay. Let's, it's let's context. Him. Of course, he knew what it was. See, it's always the pricks like this who did the most shit when they were 14. You know what I mean? It's always. Well, I would well, love yeah. to get d- dug into this guy's 14 year old fucking self, his yearbook, and see what he was up to at 14. You know what I mean? Interesting, kind of like, well, uh, kind of weird, kind of reverse racism kind of thing happening here. Okay. He defended Kevin Hart, who's a black man. Yes. But the two names that he quickly raised were two white guys, Josh Hader and uh, Jerry Jones. Okay. So Josh Hader had some weird Facebook posts when he was like a 16-year-old kid, uh, which were like were offensive, and 100% they were offensive. But he's a 16-year-old kid, and then they got bought up a couple of years ago at the All-Star game. He's like 28, 29 now. And they're like, oh, we we stump, we we pull these out just before the biggest moment of this guy's career because he'd never been an all-star before. And then he had to apologize for something he fucking said as a kid. He's using that guy as the same thing. Like, no, nah, like there's, there's a difference. Once again, kids are kind of fuckwits and they don't know and they haven't experienced the world yet and they don't understand what words mean and sometimes what uh, people might be offended by certain things. But once again, he's, he's, he's saying he d- he doesn't believe the white guy. He's like, no, 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 white guys don't get a pass. But the black guy, nah, that's fine. 
It's, well, it's kind of weird reverse racism. I remember I covered on my podcast um, a while ago now the, the curious case of Ollie Robinson Green. I remember he I was... Remember, yeah, that's right. He was retrospectively cancelled from the England cricket team. He's just played the game of his life, mind you. He's, he's debuted. He's, he's, it's his proudest day. He's made the English cricket team. And the next day they say, look at this shit he tweeted when he was like 17 or 18 years old. And then he had to go and get, remember he had to go and get like fucking diversity education classes because he tweeted something like, my Muslim friend is the bomb. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So he had to go and get re-education classes and stuff to prove that he's not a racist, I guess. Mm. Um, you know, so we've seen this before, but you know what I think this, I think this is this guy, he was trying to, and look, I agree with his initial point. I didn't want Kevin Hart to get, I don't think anyone should get canceled for stuff like that. No, um, yeah, I, So yeah, I agree I with his original point. point. Well, hang on, hang on, hang on. So I agree yeah, with his, I, I agree with his original point. Yeah. That, uh, Kevin Hart shouldn't, uh, have been canceled, but he 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 doubles down. I think he's excited to be on TV or something because he goes way too hard on the point and actually becomes the villain. Even like so, Kevin Hart shouldn't have been cancelled. Great, I agree. Yeah, because when this white guy did something when he was fourteen years old, that's just as bad. Like that's yeah. like that's exactly the same thing. It's like, well, no, hang on. Now you're just being silly. So you know, I want to agree with you. I do. But you got way too excited, and now he's going to stick to it like shit to a blanket because that is preferable than backtracking and go, well, actually, maybe I shouldn't have said that. Like, that was probably going a little bit too far, clearly. So yeah. let's have a look how far he takes it. You don't see the difference between going through Josh... Look at, him. look at his face. He knows he fucked up, and he's going to have to dig himself out of a hole now, this idiot. Peter's tweets as a teenager and Kevin Hart being uh, getting close to the Oscars and not apologizing again for tweets that were years earlier, not as a teenager, when he was a famous entertainer? No. <laughs> nice, Gary! He knows it's not a no, though, doesn't yeah. he? He's, he yeah. But he's got nothing to add to that. No, because the, the black man said something which was not appropriate as an adult, uh, but you can't say that's a bad thing. Right. Uh, you got to defend that, because yep. it woke, I guess. Yep. But... Yeah, kids doing something. 1957, I think this one was. Can uh, I ask you something? Yeah. Is Sparky his nickname, or is that a, a famous uh, Florida shirt there? Sparky. Uh, it's a famous Florida shirt. That's Sparky Anderson, yeah. Okay. I do not. As I'm evaluating what impact it has today, the what? fact that Kevin Hart gets something taken away. From the Oscars. <laughs> really back today? What? what? Josh Hader pitches in the All-Star game and everyone forgets about it as though it didn't happen. Is is that what's happening with Jerry Jones? Is it the same thing because he was 14, so people were going to move past it? Is that LeBron's I, point? I do believe plenty of people are forgiving or explaining away <laughs> Jerry Jones with uh, the idea of I, I don't know what they're doing. You can't even you can't vote. You can't drink. You can't drive a car at 14 year old. How how is your opinion valid at 14 then? Basically, unless you murder somebody, you will be treated as a child at the age of 14. In some yeah. and and in some rare cases and it has to be a pretty special one, they will take a 14 year old and go, "Okay, you know what? This is so heinous. We don't ever want to see you out in the world ever again and we need to lock you up now and the only way to do Ooh. that is to try you as an adult." Yeah. You know? So that happens really. But I mean, you know, like retrospective cancelling. This does this is probably 
stretching the bow about as far as it'll go just before it snaps, Karina. It's pretty far. Like I, I, fourteen year big, old guy. I'm not, a, I'm not a big fan of like you know. Ah, oh, those were the times. Like you know. Yeah. But realistically, oh no! Please remind the audience, Greeno. When was he fourteen exactly? In nineteen fifty seven. Nineteen fifty seven. This is what the outrage is about. Something that happened as a, when he was a fourteen year old in nineteen fifty seven. What a fucking idiot this guy on now, the left is. Hundred percent, he Fuck. is. I'm telling you, he 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 was trying to make a point, and he went a little too far with it. And instead of backing down and going, "Whoa, I maybe overstepped the mark," he decided to run with it. And this is what fucking happens: he ran straight into a brick wall. He with now, I know, I didn't know this guy fucked up hard because the guy on the right is one of the biggest like advocates for racial equality in uh, all sports media, and he's so, the one that's going, "Mate, you're taking this a little too far." Yes, yeah, the guy on the right. <laughs> Like, got sacked from ESPN pretty much yeah. because he refused to just do what ESPN wanted him to do. And he's like, no, I want to call out, like, this racial inequality stuff. Like, okay. he, he wanted to be a, a supporter for black athletes, etc. Well, I'm, I'm glad he, he's not on ESPN now doing it then. When, so, when he's man. calling out the other dude, you know the other dude's fucked up art. <laughs> because this guy got sacked and created his own network because of that shit. Yeah. So, uh, well done. So, well, uh, nice, Gary. Good nice, news. Doesn't matter how old you are. Doesn't matter how young you were when you said, like, my son said some fucking heinous shit earlier. Yep. He, he's four. Mr. Uh, Mr. Greeno, thank you for yeah. applying for the job of assistant senior associate partner here at the firm. Mm. Uh, we just do have a couple of questions we'd like to tick off. It's just a formality, of course, you understand mm. in this process. Uh, number yeah. one, is it true that you did, in fact, turn to your kindergarten teacher at the age of five and refer to her as Poo Poo Head? Did that happen? That's it. Permanent record, sir. Permanent record. Permanent yeah. record. It is true. So, when you were uh, 11, when I was <laughs> Mr. Boogie Bumper, is it true that when you were five-year-old, you were hauled to the principal's office by the neck because you were throwing rocks at passing cuts? Permanent <laughs> oh, record. Yeah, I'm afraid it is. Uh, yeah, so straight to prison, retrospective prison, Greeno. That's the only yeah. way to fix this. Let's Lock see. them all up. All right, let's let's get off the the serious stuff. Let's talk sport, but uh, not quite sport. So yeah. saw this throughout the week, and and uh, the sense of entitlement, Damo, hmm. is uh, just I, it left a bad taste in my mouth. So uh, past Australian cricketers have been left disillusioned by the scrap of hospitality functions traditionally held for them at men's town test matches. What are they getting? What? Tell them what they're winning, Bob. <laughs> they get a ticket and a $30 food and drink voucher, Damo. Nice nice uh, these, these fucking suckholes have, have been mooching off the tit of Cricket Australia for the better part of God it's knows tradition. how long. It's tradition, Greeno. The tradition is that they can come and get a free lunch and free piss. Of course. And, and that's just what they're going to get. So now they're yeah. like, hang on, why are we just giving all these guys all this free shit? That makes no sense. No, I reckon I reckon you should have to sing for your supper. Take after the great Kerry O'Keefe. And if you want to get the, um, you know, the dinner ticket and the fucking free drinks, then you at least have to do some kind of speech or something. That's 100% correct. You've got to earn your keep. That's it, mate. Yeah. That's it, 100%. So you need to speak at the luncheon and then you can eat for free. That's then the you can have a snack. Yeah, 100%. Go to the buffet. Boys, dig in. That's right. Uh, it's a sizzler. It's open. Now, <laughs> I, the, this guy, this writer, Daniel Bretti, he doubled down on it, though, and he's like, well, the players feel like they, they created this, this windfall for Australian cricket. 
So there's the, they, they deserve to, to make sure that they, they get these particular entitlements. Mm. Now, what happens if you're a cricketer that uh, was during a low economic era? Mm. Like, okay, fair call. Like if someone generally generated a shit ton of money for cricket straight, like maybe have like a, a credit system. Okay. Go on, you know, look, Warney, uh, I know he's dead, but let's say for uh, theoretical purposes, yes. Warney's estate, yeah. uh, you generated Steve, fucking... Steve War. I'm going to put up there. He yeah, but you generated $12 million for Australian cricket. Rick, Ricky Ponting, you and the Rex Rads, you generated Brett Lee, million. Greeno. Brett Lee, puts him, Brett Lee puts them all to shame purely just yeah. with his Bollywood cash alone. He puts them all to shame. So, Brett Lee, you've got $11 million worth of free lunches and tickets mm-hmm. in your credit. Mm-hmm. Now, Rob Quiney, perhaps. Rob Quiney, the, the, the most composed num- uh, eight. The, the, great, was, num- the greatest nine we've ever seen in the Test The greatest cricket nine in Test cricket history. <laughs> you generated minus money. Bryce McGinn, Greedo. Bryce McGain. <laughs> McGain. Bryce McGain <laughs> owes Cricket Australia $4,000. He's got to pay. You've got to get the checkbook them. out. And then you're he, even. Yeah. Yeah. They're doubling up their lunch they're like yeah well the ticket the interest on the ticket the meals the pads okay you owe us four grand so i think that's a fair a fair outcome so i can dig it because if the argument is oh they helped generate and create the platform no look let's let's be specific with who did okay so gilly gilly wants a free lunch gilly can get a free lunch what about can't bowl can't throw greener does he get a free lunch he's not getting a free lunch He's out. He's not even getting a sausage roll, Damo. Now he can get a sausage. He can get the sausage rolls that are left in the Bay Marie at the end of end of the fifth day. I was going to say Ian Healy is invited, but he only gets to have a salad. <laughs> no meat for him. No meat for him. He hasn't no. had a steak yet. Very good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if if you're a current player and you want to, free, no, that's that's not allowed. Mm-hmm. This is, I guess, this is solely ex players. Sean Tate. Sean Tate gets a hot dog, I reckon, because he did contribute just a bit. Bit of no, excitement, no, no, gets, bit of money came in because no, of Sean Tate advertisements on T Twenty and stuff. So, and you know nothing about cricket. I know nothing about food. Between us, we fixed it, right? Mm-hmm. I think it, all their their perks should be related to their performance, right? So he was the wild thing, right? So two minute noodles. Like, <laughs> Uh, two noodles or hot wings, hot wings. only for Sean Tate. <laughs> All right. Just fucking wild stuff. Yep. Uh, um, you know, what's a nice consistent dish? We'll give that to Michael Bevan. Yeah, uh, porridge. <laughs> porridge. Uh, hodge, something that's a bit bitter. Yeah. Michael yeah. Clark, we give him a pavlova because it looks really oh. fancy, but it's not. there's not a lot of substance to it. It's very fluffy. <laughs> it. Yeah, it looks fancy on top, but really, when you get deep, deep, deep down, it's still just a meringue. It's Simon Cadditch gets pork chops. Because <laughs> it ain't pretty, but there's a lot of to it. You know, it's, no, a, no, it's no, a hearty he gets, meal. He gets pork knuckle because he's a hard knuckle. Man. That's it. Love it. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I'm fucking, there we go. Uh, there's a solution for you, Cricket Australia. Yep. We'll save you some money on the budget. We've put a credit system out there. And also, I think all food and all tickets should be definitely definitely related to their performance on the field. Fantastic work. Ah, what's the next one? Working class. What have we got here? Cam Smith. Oh, there's this fucking, my God, this cracked me up. So the the live, you know much about the live golf demo? I know that it was a Greg Norman thing, Big Dick Greg, as he's known on the show. 
So it was actually it's a, a rebel league created by the Saudis. Yes, but Greg yeah. Norman is their PR guy, basically. He's their PR guy. Yeah. So they offered it to Jack Nicholas, said, we'll pay you like $100 million to be the face of Live Golf, Jack. And Jack's like, no, man, I don't want to deal with no Saudis. Fuck that. I'm and out. Greg said, show me and the money. Greg's like, fuck yeah, have you seen my dick? Like, I'll show you the photo. Because he's an Australian. So someone was doing a rort and Greg thought, mm. I'll be in on the ground floor. I'll be in here. on that. Around 400 million? Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. So, so, so I didn't Greg, win that many majors anyway. Who gives a fuck? <laughs> Greg gets on board and then they've signed this thing. So it's been a PR disaster for anyone who's signed with Live Golf. Mm-hmm. But Cameron Smith comes down, uh, he signs with Live Golf after winning the British Open. That's right. But and, the difference is Cam Smith is not like an over-the-hill like a Phil Mickelson or what have you. No, Cam Smith's a young guy and everyone likes top, him. That's top the five difference. in the world. Yeah, That's exactly. Right. A very likable dude. But, yeah, he's, he's running the mill. So he came down, obviously, and played in the Australian Golf Tour. First time we've had it back in three years, which is nice. Yeah. Um, and he got cheered and all that. So the PR machine started to get to work. Of and course. it's like, they're like, oh, look, it's it's amazing. Got to milk you know, this. People can push the, you know, the, the politics aside and just appreciate an athlete for what it is. But Crash Craddock, once again, people going to areas they shouldn't be. Crash Craddock, amazing cricket writer. Yep. But stay out of golf, man. Stay out just of the golf, Crash. <laughs> because they've tried to, like, put Cam Smith as the working class man. Okay. So Cam Smith just claimed his third Joe Kirkwood Cup, which is like an Australian uh, PGA Cup. Mm-hmm. But the working class hero, working that class. phrase, working class hero. He's is a working class man. Started. Oh, yeah. Cold chisel playing in the background, Green A. Get me a schooner. Working class, Cam Smith. Fucking shit, McCarthy, bro. Exactly. Uh, Cam Smith got paid like $250 million to go play Liverpool. <laughs> nice, Gary. Nice. The Gary. working class hero. The working class <laughs> hero that just got paid a quarter of a billion from the Snouties <laughs> and has won about $100 million on the PGA Tour. Yeah. Stop. Don't. Like, if people can't see through this, like you are fucking blind. Oh, how through the end. Yeah, sir. I want to show you this guy, Greeno, because I think this is Twitter the person. A man <laughs> ran out onto the pitch during a Qatar FIFA World Cup match carrying, quote, a pride flag, wearing a shirt that read Save Ukraine and respect for Iranian women, Greeno. He's covering all of them. Look at nice, that. Gary. He's got it all covered, That man. is Twitter, the human being, running out there on the field. Look at him. <laughs> Definitely fucking nice, Gary, for this, man. Nice, he's Gary. Like, nice, I can Gary. imagine him at home, right? Because, obviously, protesters, uh, they want to send their message. Yeah. But he's at home, and he's just torn, right? He's like, oh, I've got, I got the rainbow flag, got fucking his shirt, yep. and i got this this placard over here. I mean, I've I, I got to go. Okay, okay, put it out on a Twitter poll, which one should I protest? But fuck it, let's go all three. Uh, (laughs) You made the the most of it. Now, I don't know know about you, Damo, but if I'm going to protest at a particular country, Mm. I don't know whether Qatar is the one I'm going to do that protest at. Yeah. Look, if I'm going to protest, I'm not going to be brave at all. I'm going to do it in a country like Australia, United States, Canada, uh, England, where... Killed yeah. in the back bed and no one knows about it. Well, you know, I won't get thrown in a dungeon if I protest Ooh. there. At worst, I'll become a social media hero to a whole bunch of idiots online, yeah. you know, who will march out the front of the police station with free boogie bumper hashtag uh, <laughs> banners, you know. 
He's a freedom fighter. That'll happen. You know? It's the Britney Griner thing, isn't it? That's like, right. But if you protest in some of these other countries, Greener, they don't take kindly to protest. You want to protest in England? Go nuts. You want to protest in Australia? Go nuts. And I get, like, the point of a protest. is like, hey, man, we're going to stand up for the man. Yeah, but it's a bit different when the man can fucking kill you in a back shed and no one cares about it. Like, your body will disappear. It's, 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 like, a, it's like the mob in Vegas, baby. Like, that body is just going to get buried. Yep. Um, no one's going to see you again. Your family's not going to know about it. That's and it. some of the pretty grinder, like, you're going to get, you got how much weed on you? Not much. Doesn't matter. It's against the law in Russia. You you're know how people talk about, you know how people talk about the Mexican drug cartels and there's so much desert in Mexico that if you get on their bad side, you just disappear because they just drive you out in the middle of the desert somewhere and bury you. And no, mm-hmm. and it's, you know, it's so far from anywhere that no one will ever find you again. No one will ever think to look for you. So they don't know how many bodies are buried out there in the desert of Mexico. Now, let me tell you something about the Middle East. <laughs> you know what they got a lot of? Sand. Desert. Oh, a lot of fucking sand out there. A lot more than they have in Mexico, too. And they've got oil money. Oh, oil money, Greeno. Oh, money. Mm. So they've got, like, oil money assassinations that they can run over in that yeah. part of the world. But anyway, Twitter the person doing what they do best, uh, you know, making a small impact that people cared about for about three or four hours, and then everybody moved on with their lives. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you what I'm looking forward to, to moving on, Damon, hmm. is the, the the U.S.'s excitement yeah. about soccer. Oh, yeah, you can't <laughs> wait for them to lose, so oh, they'll stop talking mate, about it. Yeah. I want them to lose so bad just so they stop fucking talking about Like, they've cared about soccer for literally how many weeks now? Mm-hmm. How long has the World Cup been going for? A week and a half. I did Did see a great article earlier from uh, the National Review, which is kind of like a conservative libertarian uh, magazine in the States. And and it was basically arguing, and I'm paraphrasing, but it was more or less along these lines, that we have a patriotic duty to pretend to care about soccer during the World Cup. (laughs) And I was like, fucking nice, Gary. (laughs) They're admitting it, you know. No one will get too far. As soon as the US will eliminate, I'm counting down the minutes. They're suddenly like, ah. Yeah, Soccer's a, a girls' yeah. game. That's what yeah. them faggots play in Europe. <laughs> you know, it'll Spot become on. that. Yeah, yeah. And look, Australia's got a little bit of it, but we've got such a massive like migrant population. Yeah, that is a genuine love for the round ball game. Yeah. That there, like, there's probably like with any sport, really, with any kind of success story, you've got tag alongs, if you will. Yeah. Like, there's going to be bandwagon fans, no matter what. You know, like I didn't even realize that we won the other day. And I'm like, oh, we made the 16. Okay, I guess that's good. Like, and cool. Greeno, Greeno, myself aren't denying that there's a ton, a shit ton of football fans in the USA. We're not saying that's not the case. What we're saying is your media portrays it in, oh. as though that did not exist. <laughs> you know, the media is yeah. like, no, we like American football and baseball and uh, basketball. You know, not maybe not basketball. It's too many. Maybe not basketball because there's too many black people doing it. But uh, mm. baseball and football, yes, definitely. They're like considered, you know, the American, the good old American games, aren't they? So, yeah, no, they don't yeah. get into football much. Until World Cup and then Until World all Cup over. Time. Yeah. Fat kid on a cupcake. Did you see that uh, idiotic question that came from the Iranian journalist to the captain of the USA football team, Greeno? No, because I muted the World Cup last week. Oh, that's right. You missed out. So basically yeah. an Iranian journalist uh, said, why is your government, it's a, like, stop bringing your political shit into fucking sports. We're all fucking sick of it. So this this Iranian journalist <laughs> says to the American uh, football team captain, basically along the lines of, 
oh, look, America has been involved in atrocities. Why does your government uh, comment about what's happening in Iran? Uh, Black Lives Matter, blah, 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 you know, all that kind of stuff. The, the player, the American player, did a fantastic job of kind of batting it back and made the journalist look like a fucking idiot. But to me, it just proved a very valuable point, and that was regardless of where journalists come from, they're all scum. <laughs> like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if they're coming from, you know, San Francisco or New York or Sydney or Melbourne or Queensland or Perth or London or fucking Riyadh or Iran or Iraq or fucking, you know, it doesn't matter where they're coming from. The, the mm-hmm. fact that they're a journalist makes them a shitty person and they can't, yeah. they can't help themselves. So there you go. Uh, sad. Yeah. Um, we're talking about shitty journalists, talking about bandwagons. Yep. I saw this today. The fucking buzzard popped up out of nowhere. Bill Rothfield's he's, back in football form. In football form. He's, he, he's like going, wow, I'm like, uh, I, I got to jump on this bad boy. Yeah. Because I, I mean, I've been out of the spectrum for a little bit because it's you been no funny. You know why? Because Australia got uh, got out of the group, Greeno, for the you know what for the first time since twenty ten, and now uh, what was the first you made? It wasn't oh six. Yeah, oh six. Yeah, you're probably right. Oh six. So yeah, it's been a while, and Australia got yeah. out of the group stage, and now in the round of sixteen. So now all of the journalists of, of other sports who have been panning the World Cup and panning the Socceroos I, for the last I haven't few written months. an article during the group stages yet. That's right. In disgust because they're like, this yeah. is pathetic fucking soccer bullshit, you know. Mm. they Now all of a sudden they turn around and they become super fans and they're like, oh, yeah. no, we've got to get in on this copy fucking uh, – <laughs> we've got to get in on this copy gold rush that's happening out here. People want to read about the World Cup. I'm getting in on that action, Greeno. Yeah, need the clicks. Damo, yeah. got to get the clicks. That's right. So Phil Rothfield is a rugby league reporter. Uh, Terrible one at that. <laughs> most of the time, isn't he the editor in, at large as well, or something? Yeah, or did he something like that. Ah, oh, who knows? But yeah, he's, he's been shit for fucking twenty-five years. Yep. Uh, he writes this: If the fifty-eight million dollar Socceroos squad can beat the one point one four billion dollar Argentinian side, they join the likes of Donald Bradman, Ian Thorpe, and Kathy Freeman. In Australian sporting history, but Greeno, I would put it to you and Phil Rothfield that yes, but the difference is that Don Bradman, Ian Thorpe, and Kathy Freeman all won. No, <laughs> you have to win the tournament. You have to win the game. You have to win the gold medal. You know what I mean? Not just that though. Uh, Don Bradman was Argentina. Yeah. Ian Thorpe was Argentina. Kathy Freeman was Argentina. Argentina. They were all <laughs> best. The first. Yeah. Like this is an underdog story. That's right. Don Bradman. Don Bradman is the greatest test batsman in, like, not Has, by a little bit. He's been the like, greatest for nearly 100 years. They, 100 can't, years. they can't get close to they, his record. They records. can't get within 40% of him. Yep. Uh, Ian Thorpe is arguably the greatest swimmer of all time. Uh, no, he's definitely, he's, he's, oh, arguably, oh, yeah. he's arguably the greatest Australian swimmer. Australian swimmer of all time, correct? Yeah. Uh, and Kathy Freeman put on, was a, an absolute dominant uh, superstar. Sydney and Olympics. was a short-term, fa- like, yeah, the short-price favourite to win the Sydney Olympics 400. Yeah. So, Especially once her friend. French uh, main competitor dropped main out competitor just dropped mysteriously out. just before the race, Greener. Hmm. It was before the Olympics, not before the race. Before, yeah. before the Olympics. What was the name? Perez, was it? Yeah, it might have been Marie a little bit Perez of a... Marie Perez something or other. Yeah, it might have been a little bit of a drug issue there, perhaps. perhaps just put it in there. Who knows? Um, so, yeah, this this article in itself, just from the headline, you know, it's all bullshit and really has no sense to begin with. And that's why, you know, it's written by the buzzard. <laughs> nice, Gary. There you go. Nice, Gary. <laughs> Fair off, Phil. All right. 
Oh, what have we got here? Ah, oh, no brains. Ah, uh, well, let's not fucking forget about the excitement. Oh, like, okay, uh, yeah. People aren't they, mate? Everyone's jumping on this bandwagon, right? Mm. Fucking all over it. Uh, people have gone all over it. They've kind of lost their minds because apparently it's a it's a no brainer. Yep. Uh, that uh, our, our before Minister, before you see. before you get to this screener, we do have oh, to sorry. provide. Yeah, we need to provide people with a little bit of backstory and a little bit of context to why this is particular, a very particular Australian thing. Whenever yeah. an Australian international team or something does well at some tournament or wins something, then every single time all the calls come up to um, the prime minister should make it a public holiday the next day, and the reason they do that is because. When Bob Hawke was Prime Minister, that's right. <coughs> Pardon me. An Australian uh, team won the America's Cup, Greeno. Mm-hmm. And Bob Hawke went on television. Uh, he was celebrating, obviously, Australia winning the America's Cup and said something to the effect of any boss that sacks an employee for not showing up tomorrow is a bastard or something like that. Um, yeah. What was it? Any, any, anyone, any is boss is a bum. Is a bum. Yeah. yeah. And so... Basically, that now became a tradition. So whenever an Australian wins something, everyone's like, oh, we're getting a day off tomorrow, <laughs> so, you know. Yeah. And so, of course, uh, you know, the Australian Socceroos are being asked, Greeno, if you mm-hmm. beat uh, Denmark, which they did. Was it was it to beat Denmark or will it be to beat no, this, Argentina? This, they're saying uh, basically everyone should get a public holiday this week so they can watch. Oh, so we can watch. So we don't even have so to win to get the day off. No, we didn't need to win. Because we've already won, we've made the round of 16, we're playing Argentina, they want want to declare a public holiday so we can watch them play Argentina. (laughs) Now, no no one bothered to look at the calendar because fucking it's Sunday. Sunday. (laughs) (laughs) So should we get a day off to watch the soccer is? Well, it's already a Sunday. It already is a Sunday, dickhead. Don't <laughs> look at the fucking calendar. Once again, people trying to create outrage. But, oh, they got to they do it. Elbow, fucking elbow. Well, how about this then? What if we get Terrible. Monday off, Greeno? <laughs> if for watching. Now we're talking. Yeah. So, yeah, it, I'm fine. Because we're not going to win. We're not going to beat Argentina. Let's get that no, right. So I'm if we fine. get a day fine. off for watching. Yeah. Declare the public holiday on the Sunday, yes. but allow it to carry over for full Monday. Days. Yeah. Everyone gets Monday off. That's right. Everyone's a winner. Then I'm down for it. Okay, perfect. We've just fixed something else. There you go. I know nothing <laughs> about economics. You know nothing about public holidays. Together we fixed it. Sweetness. We fixed it. Yeah. Uh, Damo, let's quickly hot stove this bad boy. Now, this week, uh, I, I was concerned with the stove. Hmm. Now, uh, the heat, it just wasn't there, man. The and heat I'm like, is on. No, no, that's. Problem. I thought, look, this is we're, we're a week before the winter meetings here. Like, mm. the this is exciting times. We should fucking be having deals left, right, and center. Should be signings. We're not far from Christmas. Christmas is just around the corner. Crazy and I see Uncle Jerry hasn't done anything for a couple of weeks. He's due, isn't he? Oh, mate, he must be frothing right now. Just his balls. <laughs> his balls are the size of medicine balls and blue as fuck. Green exactly. Up. Ready he's, to pop. He's ready to transact. As yes. he is ready to transact. <laughs> As he put it last year. Um, so I checked the, checked the stove, whacked the thermometer in, and I was a little bit concerned because I'm like, this this temperature is not not quite right. Mm. Then I looked to my left, realised I had the fucking window open, and there was a bit of a gust that had, had passed on through. I see. Throughout the pilot light of the hot stove. Yes. And what ended up happening this week is we just had this little pot mm. of 
like gently simmering, Luke but warm. slowly reduced bubbling yeah. because, oh, like, then we had the gas ambience out in there. Gave me a little bit of a buzz. That's a different thing. Yeah. Uh, but uh, you'll be pleased to know quickly. Pleased to know that this story's wrapping up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Good to know. Quickly back to back on. Got the fucking lighter back in. Bang. Wiped it back on. But uh, unfortunately, it hasn't gone up to the ball yet. Missed uh, your still eyebrows. Yep. Still reheating. So, because this week, Carlos Santana agreed to a $6.725 million deal with the Pirates for 2023. Well done, uh, White Clever Jagger to $1.8 million with the White Sox. Mm-hmm. And you had Jose Abreu sign a three-year $60 million deal with the Houston Astros. That was it. Dynamite. Well done. Yeah. Nice, Gary. Fantastic. That's a show. That's uh, Reasonably tight. It's, it felt tight, but then I realized that's an hour and a half. Yeah. It doesn't feel tight at the end, does it? No, it doesn't. Look at the clock. Uh, it didn't feel tight when I was sending. I had to listen back to last week's episode and send through the link to the, the boys at the sporting discussion mm. to go, hey, boys, here's the little segment we did for you, assuming it was three, four minutes. Uh, feel free to use it in your show. And I listened back and it went for 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, Look, here's the timestamp. It's actually uh, our ploy. It's our wily scheme to just take over your show through Inception. It's like, oh, look, here's something that the starting block boys recorded for us. And 15 minutes in, they'll be looking at each other going, is this nearly wrapped up? Or what the fuck? <laughs> it's not talking. Like, what the fuck is this? We'll become, we're gonna, we plan to become the host just by supplanting you, you know, by yeah. sending in a segment. Oh, well, it's just one segment. Just one comment. Half the show. Yeah, half the yeah. show. Go on. Uh, but yeah, I felt a little bit embarrassed to literally go, here's the timestamp. It was fucking 20 minutes. Yeah. And and that was me cutting out our preamble mm. that led into the segment about why we were doing the segment and like the Dutch rudder shit. We're like free. I cut that Which out. Which is of vital it. to understand. It was vital to the story, but I'm like, oh, uh, we can probably pick it up here. Yeah. Uh, guaranteed it was never played. So right. that's that. Uh, you're, you're on a show Sunday, I believe. I think I am. Yeah, I think I will. So see you Saturday night USA time, Sunday morning Australian time. Got plenty of shit to catch up on, Greener. Just been pulling pulling some stuff together for the last few weeks, and it's time to let her out. So, I like it. Good yeah. times. Good All right. times. We'll uh, tune in to Boogie Mupper on Sunday, and uh, we'll see you guys next week. Bye-bye. We'll always be bosom buddies, friends, sisters, and pals. We'll always be bosom buddies. If life should reject you, there's me to protect you. If I say that your tongue is vicious, if I call you uncouth, it's simply that who else but a bosom buddy will sit down and tell you that.